six foot three and still growing, and weighed a hard pack 230 pounds. Faith knew, because she'd read all that in the sports page of the local newspaper. She knew he ran a 4.640 and had great lateral speed, whatever that was. She also knew that he was beautiful, not in a pretty way, but in the same wild, powerful way that his father's prized stallion, Maximilian, was beautiful. His French Creole ancestry was obvious in his dark coloring and in the clear, strong bones of his face. His thick black hair hung down to his shoulders, making him look like a medieval warrior accidentally set down in the present time. Faith read every romance about medieval knights and their fair ladies that she could get her hands on, so she knew a knight when she saw one. Her shoulder had tingled where Gray touched it, and her swelling nipples throbbed, making her blush and duck her head. Her senses were whirling dizzily with his scent, a rich, indefinable blend that she couldn't describe, warm and musky, with an even deeper red than Renée's, full of tantalizing colors in deep, luxurious hues. Jody thrust out her round breasts, covered by a sleeveless hot pink blouse. She had left the top two buttons undone. What about my shirt? She asked, pouting a little to make her lips stick out more, too, as she had seen Renee do thousands of times. Wrong color, Gray had said, his voice going hard and contempt leaking into the tone. Faith knew why. It was because Renee was sleeping with his father, Guy. She'd heard the way others talked about Renee, knew what whore meant. He had brushed past them then, pushing open the door and disappearing into the drugstore. Jody stared after him for a few seconds, then turned her greedy eyes on Faith. Let me have your shirt, she said. It's too little for you, Faith replied, and was fiercely glad that it was. Gray had liked her shirt, had touched it, and she wasn't about to give it up. Jody had scowled at the obvious truth. Faith was small and skinny, but even her narrow shoulders strained at the seams of the two-year-old T-shirt. I'll get my own she'd declared. She would, too, Faith thought now as she gazed dreamily up at the flickering patterns made by the sun in the trees. But Jody wouldn't have the one Gray had touched. Faith had taken it off as soon as she'd gotten home, carefully folded it, and hidden it under her mattress. The only way anyone would find it there would be if they stripped the bed to wash the sheets. And since Faith was the only one who did that, the shirt would be safe, and she could sleep on it every night. Gray. The violence of her emotions scared her, but she couldn't control them. All she had to do was see him, and her heart would begin pounding so hard in her skinny chest that it hurt her ribs, and she felt hot and shivery all at the same time. Gray was like a god in the small town of Prescott, Louisiana. He was wild as a buck, she'd heard people say, but he was backed by the Ruyard money, and even as a young boy, He'd had a hard, reckless charm that made feminine hearts flutter. The Rouillards had spawned their share of rascals and renegades, and Gray had early shown the potential to be the wildest of the lot. But he was a Rouillard, and even when he raised hell, he did it with style. For all that, he'd never been unkind to Faith, the way some of the people in town had. His sister Monica had once spat in their direction when Faith and Jody had met her on the sidewalk. Faith was glad that Monica was in New Orleans at some fancy private girls' school and wasn't home very often, even during the summer, because she was visiting with friends. On the other hand, 
Faith's heart had bled for months when Gray had gone off to LSU. Baton Rouge wasn't that far away, but during football season he didn't get much time off and came home only on the holidays. Whenever she knew he was home, Faith tried to hang around town where she might catch a glimpse of him, strolling with the indolent grace of a big cat, so tall and strong and dangerously exciting. Now that it was summer, he spent a lot of time at the lake, which was one of the reasons for Faith's afternoon expedition through the woods. The lake was a private one, over two thousand acres, and totally contained by Ruyard land. It was long and irregularly shaped, with several curves in it, broad and fairly shallow in some places, narrow and deep in others. The big white Ruyard mansion was to the east of it, the Devlin shack on the west, but neither was actually on the lake shore. The only house on the lake was the Ruyard summer house, a white one-story house.